unity in the body of Christ. Boy, this is a beautiful thing, man. Man, boy, I tell you what. Where do you start after something like that? Jesus, I'm trying to follow you. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to pray him up in here. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for blessing us with receiving what you are trying to tell us tonight. Let our ears and hearts be open tonight for the commitment that you asked for us. Father God, it's not about us anymore. It's not a me thing. It's a we thing. And only we in the unity is going to make something for you. Come, make us harvest. Make us get in them fields again and put our foot to the plow and make something. Father God, let's change lives together. Let there be a light. I know there's people in this house right now ready to receive this word. Father God, give me the strength and the wisdom to present it to the people in a way they can understand. I pray for these things and all things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow, man. Well, here we go. Commitment. Man, what does that say to you? You know how I know most people think about it and, uh, I'll start off with something that everybody can understand. You remember when you first got, uh, uh, you was in a relationship, right? And then all of a sudden they want a, they want a commitment. Well, we've been together a while. I need a ring or something. I want to be a commitment. And you like this, a commitment? What's that mean? You know, we're going steady. We, 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 we with one another. Just me and you? Oh, yeah, just us. Hmm. Everybody goes back to the house. They got to think about that, don't they? They call all their friends on. Man, she asked me to, to commit. Well, why not? Was she good to you? You scared of commitment? Man, I tell you what. Quit fearing the commitment to Jesus Christ. Everybody's so scared to come out of their comfort zone to try to commit. They'll commit to anything else. You know, and then they'll go do it. Go spend thousands of dollars on rings and cars and buying flowers and all that stuff like that just to get where? Nowhere. Come back until the next year like this. Man, man, man. I don't even want to hear the story. I already know about it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to make me sad. I already know. She, you ain't commit, did you? <laughs> yeah. There you go. So tonight, I'm asking about a real commitment to someone that never leaves you or forsakes you. Always there. Everybody's always talking about how lonely they are all the time. I'm, I'm lonely. Lord, Lord, how you sitting there with, the, with you, just your bed and your little recliner? I ain't lonely. I got this man named Jesus. We just hang out all day, man. We just talk and stuff. Shoot, I ain't lonely. I'm going to wait till he sends something. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to finally be still for once in my life. And I, hear, I, I even had to do it. I, I remember I tried to push it when I first got out of prison. I tried to push myself on somebody. I was like, I was like you know, because you're ready. You're on fire. You're like, come on, girl. Come on, girl. Like this, man. Wanna, what are you doing? I'm like this. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on a commitment <laughs> for about 15 minutes. I'm just telling the truth, man. You know, I said, I know everybody else ain't going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth. All right. Because he said the truth shall set you free. Right. Man, it's, uh, man, it's so fruitful, too. Well, let's read about a little bit of God's word, what he says and stuff. Enough about that old foolishness Lord talking about. Okay, he says in Ephesians 4, we're going to start with Ephesians 4, and we're going to start with 17 real quick. 17 through 19. I'm just going to read a couple of them. And this is about living as children of the light. Let me explain something to you. You can't be in the light or expect something to happen in the light for your life if you're living in darkness. To be children of light, you got to do something of the light. 
You know, it's the same thing. You can sit at the house in layman's terms. I need to go to Dollar General and, and get the milk. But if you don't get in the car and go to Dollar General, you'll never get the milk. So check it out. You have to do something. There's work. It's designed. Listen. So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Raise your hand if you think you got it all figured out. Ain't your heart really hard? And everybody thinks, look, when I say commitment, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Look, I was in a study group last night, and that man said, look here, he, he brought something to my mind that I forget sometimes. When you read over this word, it's literal. You take it to heart. You do this, what's in here. You don't just sit there and claim, I got saved, and, I'm, I, I, and you want something better for your life. Then commit to it. Quit lying to yourself and everybody around you about it. Commit to something. Quit saying I'm not going back to prison. Quit saying I'm not going to hit that pipe no more and all stuff and really commit to it and don't do it. Amen. One way or the other, it's got to change. Amen. You know, I mean, because I'm even seeing it. I'm on so on fire because I'm seeing it from leaders this week. They talk about how committed they are, but they steady scattering their church. How can you be a great leader or call yourself something that's going to lead me or anybody else and you can't even lead your own family? Look here. What, is, what, what do you say about them sheep? Man, a good shepherd. The sheep, what? They hear his voice. Amen. If you can't even get them to hear your voice, you're not a leader. You're not committed because you're not doing nothing different. I remember I was trying to figure out how to say it, and maybe somebody can help me tonight. I was talking to my, my boss man today, and we were sitting over there talking. And you know how they, when you're around somebody, and uh, you think you're committed to your job or whatever have you, but everybody keeps getting fired or people keep getting walking away from you out of your life. Okay. What does that tell you? Is there something wrong with all these people out here or is there something wrong with the leader? Something wrong with the leader. Okay. So I'm on the same page then. There we go. Now that we got that cleared up, I'm asking for myself and everybody else that leads. That's why I pray every day that I lead in a way that I don't get like that. I don't never want to be looked at like that. I don't want my people to leave nowhere. I want to bring people. That's what he said. Make fishes and disciples. Come on, bring them in. That's what I want you. I want you to do that for me. He don't care about nothing else. He's tired of hearing all that foolish talk. All that. That's what scatters people. Because you live one way. You say something out your mouth and you don't commit to it. So that's why people don't believe in you. If you speak it out your mouth, you better be about it. That's what I know. Man, I'll tell you what. Unity and maturity in the church. I'm going to tell you right now, life without God is useless, it's meaningless, and you can take it forever what you want. It's, it's actually mentally frustrating, you know, you know, it, you know, to serve the world. And, you know, because all you're doing is trying to serve the world and you're trying to keep up with other people. And I'll use this analogy right here. I'm sitting here, I'm watching a man that works beside me. He spends every dollar he got on a bigger house, a bigger car and, and all these things. And I just, I just simply do like this. I get my little phone out and I do like this. Look at this, man. This guy over here has got a bigger house, a bigger, bigger car. <laughs> he got a bigger everything. What are you chasing? What are we actually chasing out here? When are you going to commit something that's going to satisfy you? <coughs> Jesus is going to satisfy you. Amen. That's all you got to do. You find him, he's not going to let you down. You're missing out, y'all. And people don't realize that. They're walking around just talking. 
Talking foolish talk. It's time for a commitment. Y'all ready to make a decision? I mean, really, really make a decision. I mean, because even, even all the people in here that think, like myself and everybody that thinks, I went and got saved, I've been baptized, and then they feel like they're committed. You're not committed like you're saying you're committed. Because I watch you, and I see you. People are watching me, I'm watching you, and we're watching each other. You're not committed as much as you want to because you need to think in your mind, how much time of the day do you spend talking about Jesus and trying to save somebody? Think about that. I bet you you're just sitting around all day worried about you. I got all these problems. Well, guess what? I got problems too. Okay? Do you got problems? Everybody raise your hand got a problem. Good Lord, look around the room. Good Lord. Look, we all got problems. So keep your problem in your pocket. And you know how to overcome your problem? Watch this. Check it out. Help them out. Help them with their problem. Then you're going to forget about your problem. That's commitment. You're trying to change somebody else's life. Well, then commit to it. Shoot, he always, we, me, me and my brother Bryce, that's what we talk about in the gym. We use it in all things. So we the temple, we take care of it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to do that too. I ain't going to say nothing about the ones that don't go to the gym. <laughs> but y'all know who y'all. <laughs> don't get mad. I was just talking. It's in the book. I didn't say it. He did. <laughs> but hey, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? You do whatever you want to. But when you do it, commit. I need to commit to that, don't I? I got to go get a piano. I was given one. I ain't picked it up. I got to commit. Well, why are we committing and everything? Let's see this right here. This is a new year, a new you. Let's do that. Let's make a new you now. When you walk out here, I want you to be a new you. You know, I don't, I don't, the same way you came in, don't you go out the same way. Find something, receive something, and go back out different. And take it to somebody and make them different too. That's what I live for every single day of my life. Real leaders lead others, you know, and make leaders out of them. That's another thing that I was worried about this week. I'm like, this man, look, there ain't nobody. You talking about you a leader and ain't even done anything. Yeah, no, you ain't invested in nobody. Nobody's listening to you. And then you want me to listen to you. He said, man, I've been, I've been doing this for 20 years. Well, wow. You know what I'm saying? Give him a Scooby snack and whatever else he needs. You know what I'm saying? Because he's been doing it for so long. Well, guess what? You've been doing it wrong. Because ain't nobody doing nothing. I apologize, but the truth's the truth. Okay. What I don't want to do is, I don't want to miss out on time and opportunities with my family and my life itself. Because I don't take the time, you know, to learn about the basic purposes in life. We're always worried about everything else but them little simple things. Then you grow up and then everybody's old and then, then you want to start doing it. The time is now. Don't wait and say, I'm going to do it in five years and I'm going to do it in ten. I'm going to do it next week. You might not be here next week. It's time to commit right now tonight. Shoot, man. Man, I tell you what. It's so powerful. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 says it like this. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. What are you doing with your time? Are you making the most out of your opportunities in life? When you have a chance to help somebody or say something to them or save them, or are you still engulfed in your own stuff? You're still worried about you all the time. There, we got a mission out here. How can we save everybody else if we're just sitting here with ourselves? You can't go beyond the walls. You can't go beyond yourself. You can't go beyond your family if you're just sitting right here doing like this. Man, what you doing today? Nothing. How many times do you hear that from people? What you doing today? Text them on the phone. Nothing. What you doing? 
nothing. So all y'all going to just sit around and do nothing all day. I don't even make any sense. And y'all know that's what happens. Every time you see somebody, where you headed to? Nowhere. God, dog. So you just getting in the car, just riding around, burning your gas? You ain't got nowhere to go? No. No. Well, you better make a decision and commit to something. Find somewhere to go. Help somebody. Do something productive. What are you doing with your time? Oh, man, I tell you what, it's, it, there's life in this. It, it, this is not complicated. This is simple. It's simple, but everybody makes it so complicated. They get in their book and they start reading and like this. No, I don't understand. What are you trying to tell me? Did anybody not understand anything that I said in the last 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. yeah. Raise your hand and I'll help you out. Oh, you did? Okay, I was like this. I was like, God, dog it. Um, Y'all help her. <laughs> I know you do. You see, but first, before you do it now, this one I'm going to tell you, there goes something with all that. All right? The commitment. It, it's going to cost you. You understand that? But don't be scared because it's going to cost you now. All right? It's going to cost all them little things, all the, all the little friends and all, all the boozing and all the, all the drugs and all that stuff. God, Lord, you got to get rid of it. You know? You got to get rid of it. But it's going to give you life. Don't you want to do that? Wouldn't you like to trade death for life? That's all you're trading off. That's all you're trading off. You ain't going to get nowhere doing the other. And everybody like this, man, I'm, a, I'm thinking about New Year's. I'm going to quit. New Year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, we all know how long New Year's resolutions last. A whole two weeks. You know what I'm saying? And then you're right back there doing the same thing. You did yours? There you go. There's only, the few, the proud, the Marines. Okay. There you go. Okay. I know you. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. You see what I'm saying? I, that's all I want here is a couple of testimonies in here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk to you and you're going to have to talk back to me. It's like this. You a liar, Lord. I kept mine. Like the way you do that. Don't you ever do that again. I'm just messing around. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. See, you got to count the cost. You got to count the cost. And Luke 14, 28 through 33, he's going to tell you like this. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Not something. Everything you own. Everything that you hold near and dear to your heart, as far as this world goes, you got to give it up. It ain't about your car and your money and your jobs and, and this and that and all that stuff like that. You give everything up and you follow. He's going to provide for you. Amen. He's going to provide for you. Because you came in a place, just look at it. Look around you. Anybody hungry? Thirsty? That's all I want to hear. Good Lord, he brought, he's a provider. Let's go back over this. It says you can't begin until you understand the cost. Okay? So right there he's telling you, look here. You better not start something you can't finish. So don't commit to something that you can't finish. I get so mad, and I tell, I tell the truth. I, I'm sorry, y'all. It don't make me none. You know what I'm saying? Because God, he's looking down, he's told me to tell the truth. Okay? So when my people, I see my people going to church, and not just mine, but everywhere. 
and you go get saved and you get baptized and then I catch your butt two weeks later acting a fool. Look here. You didn't count the cost. And then you're going to try to tell me, oh, you know, you know, you know, it's okay. No, it's not. Before you commit, he says, before, not when you go commit and then you do it and then you commit and then you do it and you commit. Before you commit, you better count the cost. Or otherwise, you know, you might complete a foundation that can't be completed. And so many people in here has done that, had not they? Fought hard, didn't they? Kept falling back and coming back. But guess what? Don't we, aren't we so thankful we got a God that loves us so much that every time we need it, he said, come on. Come on, you really coming back this time? I'm going to commit. Well, look here. Don't miss that train, I'm telling you. Because if you ain't promised tomorrow, one of these times you got to figure it out. You, are you going to commit or are you just going to keep on playing around? You got to choose something now. I know that I don't want to do it. That's, that's sad to me if, if, because I look at things in a literal sense now. Thank you, Brother Mike, for bringing that good word last night. And it, it, what, if, what if I, this right here, just, just let's look at truly grace for a minute because we're all here. What if we sat over there at that, and we were still over in that little room over there with a little table, and, it, and nobody wanted to commit to this, to reaching people, to doing anything about what Jesus has called us to do? The people that committed themselves to countless hours, which I got to say, I love y'all unend. There is nothing, that, there's no words in Webster's Dictionary to tell about the people and the family members that has gave their time, their effort, their love and support for this family. What y'all are doing tonight is something greater than you can ever imagine. What's going on in here is something greater than you'll ever, ever imagine. You just keep on being faithful. Look at this place. This is where somebody put a foundation and committed and did not quit. Everybody came together as a family. I want y'all to understand what commitment does. We counted the cost. We committed and we built. And I want y'all to, the ones that are hearing this tonight, the ones that are broken and need to hear this, we'll hear it. I want to build y'all tonight. Y'all start a foundation tonight. Watch. And watch the people around you. They're going, we're going to help you build it. Whatever you want to throw down, we're going to help you build. Whatever you want to do. Knock down all your walls. Knock down the whole place. We're going to start all over. Knock everything down that you came in here with. All that old raggedy stuff that you was building on and stuff, you can't get the, the, the studs to line up, the roof on, it's leaking, all that stuff. Tear that down. And we're going to build you something new with Jesus. Are y'all ready for it? It's a commitment. Once you put him in your life, you commit to it. He's going to build. I promise you. I know this. I'm brand freaking new. You know what I'm saying? I used to be a, I don't even know what I was. You know what I'm saying? Some window rolled up. Some didn't roll down. It didn't matter. I was a real hoopty. You know what I'm talking about? It was sad. You know, I know it. I lived it. I done been there. She many Christmas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Didn't I just ask her not to say nothing and look at you? I'm going to tell my own truth. You get it next week. Boy, I tell you what, everybody want to be a pastor. But you told the truth, so that's good. I'll go with that. Yeah. I didn't count the cost on that. But you paid the price. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, man. Who? Boy, I tell you what, God. Who? I tell you what. 
I love this journey. I love Jesus, and I love y'all. Y'all people, man, y'all are great. You understand me? Look here. I'll tell you what. This is what family is about. You get together, enjoy yourselves, understand one another, and still love it through all the bad times. I love looking around this crowd, and I see people from my past, and they still doing no matter what Lord come up with. They still smiling, doing like this. I love you, man. I'm like this. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, there's a God. If y'all don't believe I'm telling you, I'm standing I ain't dead yet, so I'm telling you, he's real. After you count the cost, ladies and gentlemen, then you got to determine you're going to pay the price then. Are you going to be able to pay the price? I'm glad you came right on time. Look how he be queuing and stuff. God got a button in here or something. He be putting up here. Matthew 19, 29 states this. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. He didn't say you was going to live in poverty after you do that. He's telling you right now, you can give up all that. Somebody came to me last. Uh, well, it was the other day and I understand. And that's why I want them to listen to this scripture. This is not my words this is his words and everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children because they ask me all the time they're like this my brother and my sister are doing this they're doing bad well that means you got to give them up you can't save them we pray for them we try to lead them to Christ and that's all you can do if you sit over there with them then you're going to be destroyed too I love my brothers and sisters I love my mother and father but if all they're going to do is cause me to be a stumbling block in my life to live for him, I'm getting out of it. The, they got to go. Period. They got to go. Because he didn't say anything. He's not talking about your sake. He didn't say for your sake. He said for, his, for my sake. Jesus' sake. The Father's sake. That's what I'm talking about. You preach it too, man. I'm going to let you get up here next week. You do that, it's going to come back a hundred times. A hundred times he promised you. But you've got to have faith in that. You see, that's what they don't want to do. They, want to, they don't want to let go because they don't want to have enough faith to let go of it. They want to hold on to it like they're going to miss out on something. You ain't going to miss out on something. They say, well, what if he kills himself? How are you going to stop him from that? You can watch him 24-7, but as soon as they get out of your sight, they're still going to do it. You can't be watching them 24-7. You pray for them. You try to lead them. And I know the truth, it's, it's hard. It hurts. But I done dealt with it. I done seen it. I know what I got to do. I look at my own family every week. And I had to separate myself. Because every time I get over there, I start talking a little bit different. I start acting a little bit different. And I shouldn't be doing that. Because I shouldn't be involved with that. Amen. He's in you, boy. Holy Spirit, let him free. <laughs> Yay, boy. See, that's what I'm talking about. I want people to be that excited about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? He, he knows what time it is. Oh, yeah. There's a joyful noise to the Lord. So how about this? <laughs> You're right. I done counted the cost. I pay in the price. And now I'm going to be on excellence. All right? I'm moving along, sir. Colossians 3.23. Striving for excellence in your commitment. Work willingly at whatever you do. 
as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. That means your job, your relationship, your friendship, whatever you do, you need to be working like you're working for him himself, God himself. Don't just sit around. It doesn't matter if you like what you're doing or whatever. It's your job. It's your life. It's your spouse. It's your, you, you chose that. Now that you committed and you made a decision, you determined the price. Boy, he's having fun tonight. Now you got to strive for excellence in whatever you did. You don't just give up, walk away, and do all them things like that because you're so scared and try to start over. You know what's going to happen? The same thing that's happening right then. You don't go find something brand new. Everybody does that. They go up, it, it, whether, whether the car breaks down, instead of putting a new part on it, they go buy a new car. I know people do that all the time. Same problem going to happen because you didn't, maintenance, you didn't take care of it. You got to take care of this stuff. Man, I tell you what, it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle to do this. I understand fully that to commit, it's a struggle. But it's worth it. It's the most wonderful, beautiful thing you will ever do in your life. I, I, I've never been so high. I've never been so happy. You know, what I'm saying? I, it, there's nothing that you can do. I don't care what you do. Say what you want to to me. Do what you do. I'm still going to smile. I'm still going to walk around because every day I work for the Lord. I don't work for you. You can't take that away from me. You see what I'm saying? What he gave me, I own. You're saying, and it's a part of me. He's a part of me. I love him. And you can't take that. I don't care if my house burns down and the car blows up. I'm not going to be out there on Facebook talking about, I hate him. I hate him. It can't be no God. Let this thing happen to me. You're a liar. Bad things are going to happen to good people, but what are you going to do? Are you going to stay committed or are you going to give up? You got to keep fighting. You got to keep fighting. So I'll tell you this, Matthew 16, 24 through 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Listen here, going furthermore, you got to work hard in this. Work hard, not just work when you want to, like we was talking earlier. This is not a Wednesday and Sunday and now a Friday thing. It's an everyday job. You work for the Lord seven days a week. You don't have no time off. I don't know how everybody keeps trying to take off and do like this, and I'm, I'm going to give it. If somebody comes to you on any given day and he needs you, you serve. That's what we are called to be, servants. You bring them to his house. Proverbs 14, 23 plainly states, work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. And that's what most people are trying to do. They always get, they always talking. Always talking. Not doing nothing, but they talking a lot. He's going to do something for you right there, Billy. You hold on to that boy. He's going to be somebody. There goes a future preacher right there. See, stop looking at worthless things in, in, in your life. Spending all your time on thoughts that, you know, you can't change. Things that's nothing, you know, of no benefit. Start getting in here in this word and, and commit to something in life. It's going to make a difference in everybody's life around you. I want you to focus tonight on your choices instead of your condition. 
Okay, in Matthew 26, 39 through 41, let's bring the scripture to life. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watching, pray, so that you will not give into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. That's some powerful stuff right there. He's sitting there talking about, some, you know, you're, you're, you're asking something. It's not about your will. It's his. Okay? I understand people pray for a lot of things. For health issues. For things to go financially right. For, for everything. They're always. But it's going to be his will that's going to be done. So understand that it's his plan. Whatever happens is because he already designed it to happen. Whether bad or good. That doesn't mean give up and stop your commitment because something bad happened. It's not going to be roses and little bee fairy tales and people hopping over fences and all that and everybody's just doing like this and all that stuff. This is a struggle every day. And there's some days going to be real hard. But if you're committed, you're going to fight through that struggle. And he's going to bring you through it. You just got to hold on to him faithfully, faithfully. Oh, man, stop giving into that temptation. I know, man, your spirit, you be ready, and then your body is weak, though. When your flesh is, it doesn't matter what it is. Pornography, drugs, whatever you have. You're shopping too much. Work all week to spend your whole paycheck. Then your family's like this. Well, you're going to eat hot dogs tonight. I got a friend that does that. I like hot dogs, too. But if I make $2,000 a week, I'm going to eat better than hot dogs. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> And, and, and I know what that man makes. And he, his family's eating hot dogs because he likes to gamble. He wants it his will. Now, oh, man, that's a sad situation. So let's get focused. I want y'all to focus on the goal. Stay focused on the goal. In Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, he tells us how to do this. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. I mean, stay straight. Quit walking down there like that. How many? I see some people going down there. Just when you're in the woods, when you was a kid, right? Your mama told you, don't go down there by the water. Don't ride your bikes over such and such place, across the interstate, whatever you did. Didn't y'all still do it? And then wonder why you got whooped. Why you beating me? Because you ain't listening. I told you the straight path and you just went over there to the left, to the right, and did what you wanted to do. That's what he's telling you. Stay straight. Make a path for you. Think about it. Get you Commit. And then focus. What am I fixing to do? I'm going to build on this foundation. I want something out of this. So if you really do, then you need to start doing it. Quit going over there every time you see something and you're walking like this. Hey, that look pretty over there. You used to walk over here. Boy, you, Billy, Billy, you're not on the path. It don't matter. Look, it's pretty. Then he goes over there and then little Billy, we don't see him no more. Little Billy doesn't seem Todd out there behind the tree. Come here, Todd. Billy. And then Todd and Billy get together and they got the same idea. And now Todd and Billy's in prison because they got off the path. 
Todd and Billy's back on drugs. Todd and Billy done taught the other boy to ruin their friend's marriage. You see what I'm saying? Your spirit's willing, but your body's weak. You can be talked in anything. If you don't have a solid foundation to build on, you'll lose it. Anybody can talk you out of it. Talk you out of everything you got. You got to commit to the only true Savior. That's what we're talking about here tonight. Not committing to all yourself what you want. Committing to him to provides it all. I even heard something. Let me share something else I heard this week. Somebody said something about this man said, uh, pastor so stuck on himself. Said he spent all the years building. It's in my building. It's in my place. You do what I say, son. You missed the whole point. Ain't none of this belong to you. Let's give it up for one time what Jesus builds. It belongs. Every single thing belongs to the Father. Don't you ever forget about who gave you that opportunity to have a building to worship in and praise in to the mountaintops. Huh? Talking about it's yours. None of it is. All glory and all thanks be to Jesus Christ. Thank you for dying on that cross for us. Simple-minded little foolish people we are. And I know y'all probably didn't want to be called that, but look, we stupid. We just do anything. Oh, but God. Whoo, thank you for showing me the way. Now I got a path. See how clear that is right there? I can walk all the way to the kitchen, turn right to the bathroom, come on back, get on back up here, get a little food, a little coffee, everything's good. Talk to the man with the beard. Everything can happen in here. So tonight I'm just talking to you because I want you to strengthen yourselves on your spiritual growth. That was this whole purpose this evening, to commit to something better than what you've been doing. Because you can't find any other strength but from Jesus. I'm telling you, I done tried every other way, and I know you have too. This right here, this man right here, will truly give you the strength to overcome any and all things. All things are possible through Jesus Christ. I promise you that. I'm going to leave you with this last bit of scripture. In Romans 8, 5, and 6, he says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Who wants life and peace again? Man, I know you do. I know I do each and every day. I'm tired of living. The people that's been to prison, got their life stripped from them, been locked up for a few days. Whatever you've done in your life, your addiction, Whatever you have it is, it controls you. Don't you want your life and peace back? Tired of being in bad relationships? All those things that cripple you. Everybody has an addiction and something is hindering them and holding you captive. It's time to let go of those chains. Make a commitment. Stand on it. Have your focus. Walk straight. Every night that we come in here, that's all I want people to do. I want them to strengthen themselves spiritually. Because that's the only thing that's going to save you. You don't have the strength to do it by yourself. Amen. You can't. Amen. And that's why you have a whole family in here that's going to ride with you all the way. Right. Y'all loving this? Amen. Look here, man. This is what it's all about. This is what family does. They get in here. They grind together. They eat together. They love together. Whatever problem you got, they got. Because they love you. That's the greatest, that's the only, that's the greatest commandment he gave us. To love one another. Amen. 
And that's what we, that's what this is right here. This is love up in here. I love y'all, man. And thank y'all for coming out once again on a Friday and giving your time up from playing at the pool hall and doing all them other things. I know y'all wanted to dance and drink and stuff, but look here. Jesus loves this. He's mad right now. He see a whole house of worshipers. So understand y'all come on back and you do like this after you tell your people, your mom and dad. Hey man, thank y'all for coming out. I hope y'all receive something. Good night.